Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. It looks like you have found episode two. All about the Vernal and Nevada Falls hikes in Yosemite National Park in California. This was the second episode that we ever recorded for this podcast. And at the beginning of the process of figuring this out, um, we had to figure out sound quality. And sound quality is something that's very important to us. We want to make sure we our voices come through loud and clear. We finally figured out the process of how to create a mix a mix that like sounds really good mm-hmm. and clear by episode three. Right. But we wanted to preserve episode two as this. So when you listen to this episode, there are going to be a few times where things sound a little crunchy. Right. Or we sound a little underwater or like one of us might be on a phone. Yes. It's just there the is a whole section yeah. where like you on that microphone that you were on that day sounded like you suddenly were on a phone call. Right. When you weren't. Actually. No, I wasn't. By episode three, we really figured that out. So enjoy episode two of Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, all about Vernal and Nevada Falls in Yosemite National Park. So, Michael, something special happened for you this week. It did. It did. You saw it. Well, you saw the first, like, third of the Mamma Mia the I movie. I think it was more than the first third. I feel like we entered into the half territory, but maybe I'd fallen asleep at that I point. I think, yeah, you had fallen. Right. No, we were still in the first third. Okay. Well. Yeah, act one. It felt like it was the whole movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? Um, a lot of very interesting... Um, Armography by Meryl Streep. A lot of great armography. I don't know if it was great. I think it was interesting. Okay. And kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I w- I'm just curious about, like, there was there was so much armography. Like, right. Like, turn your arms this way, and then do this, and then put them over your right. head, and then turn around, right. and then, like, do some shaking things, and right. then do some things with your fingers. I felt like she was a bug that had been squished and was, like, writhing in agony. Before the death throes. Yeah, a lot of the times. But she did it, like, with the class of, like, an Oscar award-winning actor. (laughs) Right. A million-time Oscar award winner. A million times, absolutely. You had never seen Mamma Mia. I hadn't, no. No, I have seen Mamma Mia many times. Yes. On stage and the movie, and I just saw the sequel. Right. And let me tell you, the sequel is great. Good. 
Yeah, it's good to you hear. have to see the sequel. I think I need to finish the first. But you one need first. to finish the first right. one and then see the sequel. I didn't even get to see the men sing. Well, let I me hear tell you. Okay, the first one serves you like full ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But then the second one somehow like manages to like bring in like beautiful, poignant scenes. They're all in the flashback scenes. All oh, the flashback okay. scenes are beautiful, poignant, well-written. Then all of the scenes in the present serve you the full ridiculous that Mamma Mia like, is known for. Of course. Um, what shows are you watching right now, Michael? Well, I am currently touring my way through Castle Rock. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm also watching Sharp Objects, um, which mm-hmm. is also, I'm curious to see where this is going. I, am, I, I yes. Well, let me just tell you this, Amy Adams. Oh, my God. What a saint. I know, right? I'm waiting what a for gift her sainthood. To us. What a gift to uh, the world. Right. When was the, What was your introduction to Amy Adams? Dropped It Gorgeous. Mm. Which was her first film. Well, it was her first. I didn't... I remember seeing Dropped It Gorgeous, and I felt like everybody but, like, Kirsten Dunst and Denise Richards and uh, Brittany Murphy were... Everybody was unfamiliar, so I I just right. thought everybody was funny. And I really noticed Amy Adams the first time in the movie Catch Me If You Can. She you know, played, I always forget that she's in that. She played the nurse. The very young nurse. The very young nurse in Louisiana, and he ends up getting married to her. Right. And um, also um, Martin Sheen's daughter. And Martin Sheen's daughter. I, right. I remember seeing that movie, and I saw her, and I said, who is that? I am obsessed with her. I need her to do things all the time. Yeah. And then there was like a long period of time where she didn't really have anything. She got Junebug, which was huge. And then after that, the next big thing after Junebug was really Enchanted. Right. And, and s- then things just exploded right, right, right. for her. Thankfully. Right. Thankfully so. Things should explode for Amy Adams. Right. And I saw June. Now, Junebug, was she the was she the pregnant? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who else was in Junebug? I can't remember. That is all I have for you at this time. Mm, but there was she was not the main character. There was like a sister that had come home, I'm pretty sure. Um, or like a sibling that had come home. And um, it was her sister-in-law that was giving birth. I can't remember exactly. Are we doing some internet research right now? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. Okay, so also featured in Shinbug is the actress that played Miss Honey in Matilda. Oh, is she the sister that comes home? I think so. And it's then very also wonky plot points her, for me. Is it her husband <clears throat> or the guy that is like the father of her child? I think it's her husband. Um, is the kid from the OC. The cute one? Yeah, the cute one. Ben McKenzie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in Gotham. He plays yes. um, Commissioner Gordon. You know, I really want to see her. I really would love Amy Adams on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, I really would love for her to come to New York and do something. Musical or play? Either. I mean, mm-hmm. she can she can do anything. Can she sing? Did you see Enchanted Girl? No, I haven't. She sang the Academy Award-nominated song at the Oscars in front of the Academy. Yes, Mama can sing. Okay, well... Things I didn't know. Okay, well, things you need to inform yourself about so. more. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We are here today to talk about Vernal Falls and Nevada Falls in Yosemite National Park. That's correct. I'm looking. 
looking for adventure, want to follow on the trail, or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails. Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done, and the day has just begun. Go where the postcards are real, you can feel, you can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park, at the National Park, at the National Park, follow you, I'll follow you there. So this was day two for us in Yosemite. Mm-hmm. We um, previously, the day before, we had hiked Yosemite Falls and wanted to die. Right. And thought we were never going to, like, recover. Right. But lo and behold, we went to bed. We got up the next morning. and Early again. Early at 5 a.m. because <laughs> that is the life that we lead. But I also think that um, our level of exhaustion put us to bed early, so it was easy enough oh. to get up early again. Yeah. So we were we had finished right. Yosemite Falls and were at Chili's before six o'clock. I think so. Yeah. And because it was still early in the year, so it wasn't light no. very uh, late out. Yeah. And then we were probably asleep by nine o'clock. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, so we get up to do, so we were setting out to do Vernal Falls and Nevada Falls. So 5 a.m., we're back in the rental car. Right. And we are headed out of Fresno to go to Yosemite National Park. Yep. On our way, we make our morning stop in McDonald's. Right. Our pilgrimage journey to McDonald's. Our pilgrimage journey. Um, why do we eat McDonald's? Because it's the best way to get all of our calories to fuel up. Because otherwise, I mean, and despite the fact that we do this, we're in calorie deficit by the end of the day, typically. Oh, fully calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage there calorie deficit. Organically showed up. Or She did, didn't mm-hmm. she? Look she at did. Her. McDonald's is our, you know, is our fuel of choice. And it's... For the most part, like, pretty decent. I, we tried Burger King this last yeah, trip. Yeah, and Burger King was a no from me. No, I think we were both not feeling it. It was just not, um, it did not pack the punch. Right. Or the sort of, like, crisp. I feel like also we got into a, such a groove with the McDonald's that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only time I eat McDonald's is when we're hiking. Seriously. Right. Seriously. Unless I drive through to get only bacon. Right, right. Which I do on this keto diet that... We're both doing. Right, right, right. So we stop at the McDonald's. We get our food. We fuel up because we're going to be in calorie deficit later. Right, right, right. So we're just burning it off. And then during the day, we just eat trail mix and fruit. Right. Packing our back. Right. We just snack on it all day. And then we go somewhere to eat. Right. I actually think when we were driving in, I was like a little annoyed with you because we left a little late and you were doing more car work Uh again. And you were like, I just need to sit here for a half hour so I can use their Wi-Fi so I can send this off. And it's a good thing you did because then your computer crashed later that night. I and, did. And totally I did. like oh, you bit were the dust. Fully annoyed with oh, me. Oh, but I like bottled it up inside. Of and, course you did because right, you're a rising a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So you're just like everything I'm feeling is deeper than anyone <laughs> right. else's exactly. feelings in the history of the right. feelings of right. the world. Right. 
Yes, exactly. And I also just shake my head because it's like, get your damn work done before you go on a trip. I know. I just had so much of it to mm-hmm. do prior, and I didn't get it done. Right. But I sent it off. Everything yep. was fine. Yep. And then, yeah, later that evening, I opened it up, and lo and behold, she was yeah. gone. She was gone. She she had she like, was not long for this she world. She had taken her bags. She had jumped <laughs> off of a cliff, and I could not see her anymore. No, no, no. We make our way into Yosemite. Yes. yes. And this time we parked, I think, we didn't park. The first day we kind of parked in a lot, like a really big lot um, that was... Maybe like a 10-minute walk to the village center. Yeah, yeah. And this time what we did is we parked at, I think, Tram Stop 1. There was some parking there. And I don't think... Did we talk about trams in the last podcast? No, we didn't so, talk about tramps either. <laughs> so Yosemite operates on a series of trams. Um, and there's a few national parks that There's a few. Zion does as well. Um, and the trams are really because the parks receive so many visitors and they can't really handle the volume of cars driving and then parking at specific locations. Um, they've set up a tram system so you can park your car somewhere and then hop on a tram system, which will really kind of take you to any of the points of interest that you'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the trams run like in a circle the yeah. whole day. Maybe every 15 minutes we're waiting for a tram, I think is about yeah, the time in between. That. So it's not a terrible wait time. Um, you can walk it. Like, um, I we think just, we ended up walking it later in that. Day. We did. Okay. Yeah, I just put it up on our post when we walked from Vernal Falls to Mirror Lake. We Mirror just Lake. walked That's it. That's right. We, we, did. we didn't take the tram because yeah. it was a stop away. So, yeah. so yeah. So there is the option to walk. There are trails that can kind of take you from place to place too that aren't necessarily named big league trails of the right. park. Exactly. Just kind of like the interstate of the park to get yeah. you where you need to go. Exactly. Right. The very low key pressure. Right. Like no pressure sort of just like connecting sidewalks essentially now if i remember right vernal falls is the one with the 600 steps yes at some point in the hike there are 600 steps but that's not the entirety of the hike. That's no, just no, a small no. Portion of that's, it. I think, I think that is leading up to the top of Vernal Falls. Yes. So you have to hike to the top of one waterfall. Right. And then after you're there, you can then hike to the top of another waterfall. Right. Which is higher up. Yes. And then there is a way to travel down another way back to where you started. That isn't the path that you were on. I think it's the John, John Muir Trail. Muir Trail. Right. But parts of the John Muir Trail were closed because of snow. Right. I think you could actually get to four mile hike from the top. You could. You could just stay at the top of... And then hike down. And hike down. So we start on Vernal Falls, which, if I remember right, it was pretty... It was beautiful, but it was pretty steep at the very beginning. But it was paved, too. And it was paved. It was like, oh, God, what a, like gift to our feet right, <laughs> right. Now because our feet were so used to like jagged craggy rocks from the day before from yeah the day before and so it was flat flat and it was like this uh, this incline is nothing like right because it is flat right like, it was so wonderful right and you know i think we were like one of like very few people that got off on that tram stop and there were like honestly once we started hiking i think but by the time we got to the top of Vernal Falls, I think we'd seen maybe three other people. Yeah, there were only like three other people around. So that was like a really great thing, which is, you know, part of our advocacy of hike early, hike often. Hike early, hike often. Because you get the best sort of views. You get 
to enjoy the like beautiful spaces without and, anybody. And if you're a heat person and you don't deal well with the right. heat, then hiking early is really early. Oh yeah. Option. Or right. evening. Hiking. Depending on, you know, time of year. But depending yeah. on time of year. We didn't really have a heat problem in Yosemite. No, not really. Um so we were because it is hotter in the in the canyon than at the rim. It is hotter in the canyon right. than at the rim. Right. right. So you basically, after a little while, you come to a bridge when you're hiking, like yes. right along the um, the was, river. I mean, it was. And it's a pretty nice bridge. It was like gorgeous a bridge, wooden with bridge, like um, rushing water underneath yep. it. And then I do remember there was a bathroom right on the other side <laughs> right. of that bridge, and it was like this bathroom is not in use right now. If you have human waste, if please. If you need to defecate. If you need to defecate, you need to walk, like, 100 feet away and, like... Dig a hole. Dig a hole and bury it there. Like we did in olden times. Yes. Before plumbing. Yes. Digging holes and putting things in them. Precisely. Right. And it was at that point, too, that I think you could, if you wanted to, You're go off on, on the to John the John Muir Trail. Yes, but exactly. because it was not seasonal... There was a sign that also warned people of that to take the mist trail instead. So we keep so the mist trail is the part of that will lead you to the top of Vernal, Vernal Falls, right? Right. And the reason it's called the mist trail is as soon as you start, like shortly after that, we get to those stairs, right? And yeah. I remember I had decided it was like I am going to count every one of these to see if it really is six hundred, right? And I think I That's counted like 598. Right. That is the Capricorn in me to be like, are they being accurate here about right. this number? Right. I'm going to see. Right. And so, um, but it is completely just like mist right. filled because of, because the waterfall is right. directly to your left. Yes. So, you know, there are these like very jagged, slippery steps that you're traversing up. And, and then you, they are you're kind made of like of stone. Right. It's all just natural. It's the natural cliff face. So you're hiking up it and you're kind of like at level with the waterfall. And then you get to an area where you kind of pass under like a stone arch and then you you head up some more steps. Yes. And then eventually you are flush with the wall that the waterfall is and you have running to over. Travel yeah, like underneath the waterfall. You're not right. really underneath it. Oh, no, you're it's just to like the side you're of to the side of it, side of and it. it's right. a pretty narrow passage, which it is. we'll talk about later on the way back. Oh, because yeah, because on the way back, good lord, Johnny, good times all the time. Oh, that was not my favorite moment right. of a day no. that day. No, um, so we make our way up to the top, and then there's like this giant landing of uh, flat rock, right? Some trees. And, and there it's, was only it's like the one apex other of the fall. There, the apex of the fall. Right. And we met that other hiker. Right. Do you remember his name? Nope. He was from New Zealand, maybe or Australia. He was from New Zealand. Right. He was visiting. He was in a Las conference. Vegas, and he had decided to come to Yosemite. Mm. I do remember that. Okay. He was also very cute. Yes. Oh, the the cutest. The cutest. So we tried to talk to him for right. a little while. Right. 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 Um, and then we. I think Went. he was running up too, right? Because he passed us. He oh, was behind he? us, and then oh, he okay. and then he came up from and behind think... <laughs> and and passed us and passed us. And I think when he passed us, I definitely sort of let my judgment take over to be like, oh well, this is the person that's like running up these six hundred stairs. Right. But he was special. on a time limit. He was, and that was why he was right. running. He explained. So right. look at me being a judgy bitch when I right. shouldn't have been. Right. So we were reapplying sunscreen. 
Right. We had gotten the sunscreen. Well, I think we were just applying at this point. Oh, we it was were about, you know, it was maybe 8.30-ish, but maybe. we didn't want to necessarily stop again to have to apply while we were hiking. Right. So um, we're putting it on. Right. So we're putting it on. And our bags are just like sitting on the ground on the flat rock. Right. And it's not right necessarily flat. Was, no, it was, it was, I mean flat. It was a slight. It was inclined. Pitch, yeah. It was a pitch, but I'm saying like it wasn't jagged rock. No. Um, and then there was smooth. a fence, a smooth rock. Right. There we go. Oh, all of your smooth rock, <laughs> rock and roll jazz beats. Um, so uh, there's a fence between us and the river, the river right before the falls. Waterfall. Right. And we're standing there and we're reapplying sunscreen. And Michael. No. Takes the sunscreen. <laughs> this is lies. And he tosses it into. First of all, it was the, my sunscreen, so I would take ownership of this if it was my fault. So no, Dusty had the sunscreen and was applying it and chucked it towards the bag. However, it missed the bag and started to slide on the pitched rock towards the river. We looked at it. It was all like basically everything became slow motion because we looked at it yeah. and thought. Oh, that chain link will definitely catch that bottle of suntan lotion. Nope. No, it did not. Right under the chain link, into, into the, the river, river down the falls. falls. Yep. And, and never to be seen fault. again. And it was all your fault. All your fault. Mm-hmm. So I have g- no memory of that responsibility. <laughs> we left a gift, unfortunate, an unfortunate gift in the Yosemite um, National Park. And it's a bottle of Target 50 SPF sunscreen. 50 SPF sunscreen. And I think with that, let's take our first break. Great. It's time for One Has to Go. Our favorite hiking our game. Our favorite hiking game. Okay. Start us off, Mike. So, Dusty, one has to go. Amy Adams, Meryl Streep, Jessica Lang. Oh, you did not do this to me. This is the f- most unfair. <laughs> okay. Sophie's choice of Sophie's choices. It's exactly. Uh, you know what? This is what I'm going to say because um, I think I'm going to say Jessica Lang. Okay. Only because I think Jessica Lang has publicly stated many times that she is interested in retiring. She is, she would like to um, just go peacefully live out the rest of her life. Though I think Ryan Murphy has other plans for her. Right. And wants her to continue working, though we would all love that. Right. Okay, here is my one has to go for you. Okay. Here you go. Great. One has to go. Okay. Clue. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Mannequin. Oh. Yes. I think, I think Mannequin. <gasps> I really? Know. You love Mannequin. I know. I love Mannequin. You love Mannequin. But there's something beautiful about Clue and Dropped It Gorgeous is, you know, holds a very special place in my heart. So uh, not that Mannequin doesn't. And that whole, like, that whole sequence in the beginning oh. where the credits are just cartoon. It's so good. It just, like, gives me all the childhood feelings. Um, but I think it has to be Mannequin. I'm okay. sorry, Mannequin. There you go. Yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. And now back to our story. And now back to our story. So from here, we kept moving, and we now we're at the top of Vernal Falls. Right. So now we have to head to the top of Nevada, Nevada Falls. Falls. Yep. I remember there was just in this small little journey from Vernal Falls to Nevada Falls, there was 
lots of different landscape. Like yeah. we made it up to, we made it over rocks. And, and here we it was forest, right? And here it was like relatively. When we say flat, it w- was pretty level. Like it was pretty level. There wasn't a lot. Like I think right after we left Vernal Falls, we did have some like stairy like things to climb, some things to go over well, and up. Right before we like made we we were walking through that forest that looked like Endor, right. And then, oh, bonus fact, did you know that they used part of Redwood National Forest as Endor? Yeah, I, I think I did know that. I did not know yeah. that. I found that out today. And they used part of um, Death Valley for um, tattooing. Fascinating. That's right. All of our Star Wars All facts. of our Star Wars facts. I think facts. it was Tatooine or wherever Jabba the Hutt is. We'll I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so the... So right beyond this forest of Endor that we were hiking, then you get to, it was like, it felt in this moment, like craggy rock desert. Right. That we had to walk all the way up and it was to the side of Nevada Falls. Right. Essentially hiking to the top of this and then you were home free. I complained a little bit on that, like to myself internally, because it was, it was harder because it was steeper and it was back to rocks and steep things. Right. And it was switchbacky. There were, switchbacks. there were, they were like carved rock steps, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't as bad as some of the cragginess we faced in our journey up Yosemite Falls, but you know, I think it was easier going up. I think part of the issue was the downward trek again um, later. Yeah, yeah, that would be later. But when we got to the top, we noticed um, that this is the this is what you would have to hike up if you wanted to get to Half Dome, which Half Dome was like you had to venture off to the left in order to get to the like the base of Half Dome. Is that the only trail to get up there? Well, no, I don't think it's the only trail, but like they give you options for like, which way do you want to get to Half Dome? Right. You can go up the following things, but Half Dome is like way high up in the air. So you got to get there somehow. And <laughs> Vernal and Nevada Falls, that trail is one of them. Okay. Because we ventured off to the left for a second to see what was down there. And it was just people who had been camping and then everything else was closed and there was like a ranger station down there. So we turned back. Right, right, right. But that was on our way back down. Oh yeah. That was yeah. on our way back. Yeah. So, so yeah. We make it to the top of Nevada falls and that, that was the payoff view that I was waiting yeah. for. Like yeah. this whole Yosemite experience. I was like, this was like the view from above Nevada falls was just so vast and spectacular. Right. You could see literally everything. Right. It was a really, really impressive view. I think it, it kind of blew everything out of the water from the day before. Absolutely. Plus the hike was not as, it was still a difficult level. It was strenuous, but but it not comparatively. Right. It was, it was a walk in the park. Right. Literally uh, compared to Yosemite Falls. And I mean, you have to remember that these waterfalls are not, they're not necessarily near one another. They're kind of like opposite one another in the park. Um, right. so they're, you know, it's so a, it's a different landscape. So we're seeing like different, different areas of the park or a different viewpoint or vantage of the park, which was nice. Um, yeah, it was really cool up top. It was a lot of like flat rock. There was a bridge that you crossed over the, the river that was, or the stream that was taking the water to the falls. Um, and then we just sat up there for a pretty good while, just kind of taking it all in. And there were at that point, maybe like, 
eight to ten other people that we saw up at the top. So they must have started a little bit before us. They must have. Because um, there weren't a ton of people there, and right. um, I or really no one passed us at that point. Mm-mm. We, I, I just remember I was like I could sit up here all day. Like it was, it right. felt like a really beautiful place, like to picnic and eat. And we definitely did sit and eat. Yeah, we stayed up there a while, like at least a half hour. Yeah, it was a less a, of a less of a sit time oh, than be, up at the top of because Bernal, we or uh, we at the top of uh, Yosemite delayed our going down because we were like. Do we want to maybe try doing one of these like up top hikes, which the f- the park rangers had fully said no to? But right. We were looking at them and we were like, well, maybe. Do we just want to go look? And then we ultimately decided, no, we're listening to the park rangers. Right, right, right. Obviously, um, if a park ranger says no, the answer is no. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we we had it down, um, and it wasn't. I would have to say that. Going down from the top of Nevada Falls was not as bad as what would be would that what would we would account let's try that again. What we would encounter later when we were going down from the top of Vernal Falls. Oh, certainly. I mean it, it was down it was a little craggier. Craggy. It but was it wasn't as craggy as our descent from Yosemite. No. Um and it, And we were playing some games that right. time. Yeah, we, were we had playing, you know. Right. And there is like as much as there is a strenuous nature to heading down, it's mentally a little easier because you know you've kind of summited and now you're you're traveling back down exactly. and gravity is in your favor for the most part and hopefully not to your detriment ever <laughs> so yeah i mean so we we traveled back down at this point we had run into a few school group it looked like a school group there was, group. A school group. There was um, also a family with a bunch of children right that could easily seem like a school group. <laughs> right um so you know we there weren't still really weren't a lot of people no. that were headed up from Vernal to Nevada. Nevada. Because we've, I mean, we concluded later that it seems that most people just hike up to the top of Vernal and then go back down. And when we reached that, when we got back down to the top of Vernal Falls, it was covered. It was like a beach where people were laying out and eating yeah. and, and tanning. and yeah. Full of people when before it had only been that one other cute guy from <laughs> right. Las Vegas. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it was really interesting to see the, the changeover. I mean, it is not something that is a surprise, though, because when we did, for example, Angel's Landing, when we hiked that when we were in Zion, which yeah. we'll definitely talk about at some point, um, we hiked really early, about probably about the same time we left, and we were pretty good going out. Oh yeah, it was that coming, is a whole episode. It was coming us. back. Coming it's back tends to be coming back if it's not a wide enough trail, can be really, really treacherous. That can be treacherous. So we see, you know, the beach that is the top of Vernal Falls now, and then we start heading back down, and we had to go. There was a line, literally a line of people waiting to get into that, like, tiny little passage to get even back to the steps. Finally make our way through. Now, again, 600 stone steps covered in mist. With people going in two directions. Yeah, and with that, I think, let's take a break. Okay. Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Miss Calorie Deficit. Miss Calorie Deficit. It's time for Drag Queen Corner. That's I guess. right. Drag that, Queen Corner. I like that. that. Okay, that's good. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's what we're calling this yeah. segment now. In our we're, second episode, we're finding our footing here. We're finding what, our... What the segment's and, called. Exactly. Right. So... Who is Calorie Deficit? I, well, there is there is a f- famous queen named Calorie. Calorie right. Kardashian Williams. She right. appeared on last season of Drag Race. She spells her name with a K. I think Calorie Deficit probably spells her name with a C. No, I think so, too. Well, I think Calorie Deficit is someone that is incredibly svelte. Um, incredibly svelte. Incredibly svelte. I, I feel like she's like a math like always constantly working through math problems as mm. far as like macros and fat grams right, and right, protein right, grams right. and like she knows literally like how many calories she will burn wearing high heels right. versus like kitten heels and smiling versus frowning exactly, exactly. and she's just like constantly working that she is constantly working that I feel like she calorie deficit is like a muscle queen mm. that um that who's got like really giant pecs mm. and also really giant biceps. Okay. But like her hair is just like Enormous. for the God. Right. Like up and out and right. everywhere. Yeah. I feel like she is also doing every sort of activity you can like mm-hmm. cram into a day. Exactly. You know what I mean? And she lives on the Isle of Zumba <laughs> or something like that. The Isle of Zumba. It's mm-hmm. like um, the Isle of Nabubu from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh my God. But uh, speak just to my draggier. little gay heart. I know. Oh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Stop. That's what I want to see Amy Adams do. Oh. Boom! Look at that. You want her to be? I um, want her to. She's Angela a little young character. right now, but I'm saying like, but Angela Lansbury was young when she did Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Probably Amy Adams could totally do that. So we started our descent down the stone steps, and it you know when you're first there, it's a lot of, um, it's a very narrow path. So. That was something that I noticed was really tricky for anybody to navigate, whether they were coming or going. Literally, it was like there... And there were now hundreds of people on this pathway. I like go Because you could right. see everything from the, the top, top of, all the way down. Yeah. And I was terrified at this point because I was like, okay... Um, we don't have hiking poles. Not that there would be room for them on right. these stairs. And the people who did have them were collapsing them and just moving really carefully. And there were times on the stairs where they had um, handlebars for you to hold on yep. to. And, you know, for the first, safety. The whole first part, because you're really pressed against that cliff face. But going downstairs that are made of stone that are entirely wet that are pitched backwards too that are pitched backwards is so dangerous right now i'm i don't think this should keep anybody from doing this hike no certainly not you just have to go very slow on right and be very aware we did go very slow we did it was a lot of like take a step wait for someone else to take a step right take a step down and wait for someone else because had we not gone out that early i would have uh, looked at all those people headed up going like oh god right do we want to just turn around i have we've never like done a hike and then turned around we've always made it to the top or the end place that's not true congaree oh well that's a different story for another podcast right 
Um, um, and those were for other reasons. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, after you kind of got past the the initial stairs on the cliff face, and then you headed down some more stairs, you went back through that stone archway that we talked about. And, then, um, and it was, like, full of water. Right. It was, like, right. a pool, was of, like water. A pool of water like at that point. You with your boots. Right. Um, and then, basically, it was just, it wasn't that many more steps towards, basically, more quote, air quoted, level ground, or yeah. where you were kind of back in the forest canopy at that point. Yes. Um, and really, at that point, there were more and more people coming. So it was already a very crowded stairway. Um, and then the the trail up to the stairs was just packed at that point. Because at this point, it was probably mid-afternoon, maybe early one. afternoon. Yeah, 12-1 maybe, yeah. something like that. It's a much quicker hike than Yosemite Falls. We did that in six hours. This was yeah, probably this was like four and a half, and a half something hours, like that. Something around there. So, you know, we, we traveled back through the woods. And then we made our way back down to the ground. And then we started, we decided we wanted to head over to Mirror Lake. Right. So instead of, so again, Yosemite's all on a tram, but. And we had kind of mentioned this before, but um, the tram stop was only one stop away. So we decided that we would just hoof it over to Mirror Lake because our legs weren't as tired. Um, we were feeling pretty good. It was still early. Um, so we could kind of really explore that on foot a little bit more. Okay, so we were making our way toward Mirror Lake, which was very close to um, the entrance to Vernal Falls. Right. So we sort of headed off to the right and walked along the trail. And then we ended up, we were walking with this couple and we were talking with them. What do we remember about them? Not much. We did talk about our other they national park so trips, sweet. but they were very, very kind. It's always nice to, you know, one of the best things about hiking is that you are able to connect with people just very readily. It's like traveling, any sort of travel, I feel like gives you that opportunity, um, which is really, really wonderful. Totally. So we did talk a little bit about, you know, what we, what we did, um, as like professionally, and then also our, our own travels that we had kind of taken. They were really lovely people. And the closer we kind of got to the lake, they were, they fell a little bit behind us. So we kind of just like hoofed it ourselves, um, to Mirror Lake. When you're hiking and you happen upon somebody, it's, there is a weird sort of moment where you're like, are we hiking together right, for the next right, hour? Right, right, or right. are we going to, uh, like, are we seeking community in that way? Or are we just sort of like going to go our separate ways at some point? It's a small lake and also it's a very flat hike. So right. if you're going to Yosemite to just look and you don't care to really like, you know, go uphill right. to the top of canyon level. It's very accessible. You can just go yeah. around Mirror Lake. And yep. Mirror Lake is a lovely stroll. Yes. And there there are two kinds of trails around it. There's like a paved one on right. one side. Well, it's a road. Right. Um and then and then there's the other side which is um you know, a nature trail. And the trail does like hook around both sides. So it does go um each side of the um the, the lake. lake. So that's what we ended up doing. We we headed up the right side. And then we kind of continued past the lake, which is something I didn't do the first time. But if you go, go past the lake because it's really, really neat. Not only are you at a glacial lake, but you're you're surrounded by Half Dome and North Dome. Yes. Um, so you're kind of 
in this bowl, um, and there are giant cliffs on either side of you. Yeah, it's beautiful, and so and it's a different landscape than you've seen in other parts. You right. see in other parts of Yosemite. Right. It's like almost like I always think of it, or I thought about it like this. Yeah, it almost felt like the backstage, like studio tour of something, because it's like you're behind like this giant cliff, and it's a lot of boulders. There's knocked over trees, so that was really like kind of interesting. It looked like the behind the scenes sort of tour of the of of Yosemite, right? That you were taking so right because I'm a dendrophile. You are. I do. I love dead trees. Dead trees. It's true. so yeah, so we we did our we did a walk and we kind of hiked through along the um, the river there that feeds into the lake. And then we connected to a couple of trails that brought us back to like the main drag. Yeah, the main of, drag of Yosemite. The main drag of Yosemite. But basically, we went up and we crossed a bridge over the uh, river and then hooked back around and went back down yes. by the lake and and then Dusty's right. We did see the main drag of Yosemite, the main street as it were. But um no, we, we did. We we hooked into some trails that took us really far around and We things. were feeling at that point. Tired. Well, almost. We we had gotten to the end of Mirror Lake. We were like, we could probably do another trail when we get back to the main area. We can find another one that's shorter because we're gonna just walk back to the main area. Right. And then there it was, Mike's wall. Right, like, my wall. Well, you hit that wall, and you were like, nope, I'm yeah. done. Today is done. Yeah. I need to just go eat salad at a buffet. <laughs> right. Right. And so that is what we planned to and do. And so that's what we kind of planned to do. And at that point, it was, you know, getting out of the park then was a little hairy once we got back to it the car. because around four. A lot of people were leaving a at this lot point. Of people yeah, were it was a, a pretty big exodus. And it's pretty crazy, you know, I don't know that we'll necessarily talk again um, on the podcast about our Yosemite trip this time, but sitting in the airport about a week later in um, where were LAX. we? In LA. LAX. In yeah. the really early morning. We were. Watching the news, um, Yosemite had experienced crazy flooding. Yes. Like because of intense rains that had gone through. So it's pretty we wild. We had just missed it by a week. Um, and we had passed through at some point. Actually, we had passed through at some point um, through Yosemite. It wasn't the village, was it? It yeah, was I think so. where we ended up getting our sunblock. It was, we had a it was Yosemite Village or like right. Half Dome Village or something like that. Right, I think it was Half Dome Village. Because the sunblock was sixteen dollars. Dusty in, lost. You lost it. Dusty, um, Dusty, Dusty lost you it. You lost in Dusty the river. lost it. It was crazy how but he lost it. It was right sixteen dollars. Yeah, it was a sixteen dollar bottle of sunscreen. And it was my a jaw small to the bottle, floor. Oh, right? Yeah, because they can just like rake you over the coals there because you need it. You need it. It's the and he said the the cashier was like it's the only thing we hike up. Right, right. Because it's so common. Right. Need it. So so yeah, that was our our journey through Yosemite. So we immediately drove out of Yosemite and drove straight to this other restaurant we wanted to try, um, which was around the corner from Chili's. Called Sweet called, Cherries. No, no, no. It was called Sweet Tomatoes. Oh, Sweet Tomatoes. And it was, I just always go with Sweet Cherries, with sweet and cherries. I shouldn't. It's, you know, it could be it's sweet my cherry dirty mind. Tomatoes, yeah. But it's Sweet Tomatoes. Sweet Tomatoes. And the, um, it's just a giant salad bar. Right. And a hot bar. Right. And I'm pretty sure we both got, like, two enormous plates of right. salad each. Right. 
Yeah, we're definitely not um, in it for the food as far as, like, the food experience. No, no. I we're just, really, like, basically you, feed our bodies because calorie deficit has come for us. And she has taken everything that we hold has. dear. So it's really just about fueling up. So And she, well, calorie deficit, yes, right. definitely. And also, like... I don't, I mean, I'm sure Fresno has wonderful, delicious food all over the place, but it's, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a foodie. Right, right, I'm not interested in, like, food um, exploration in that way, at least on these hikes. Yeah, no, I think it's more about um, efficiency as opposed to um, luxury. Yes. Yeah, let's say that. So, what did Yosemite teach you? What did Yosemite teach me? Um... I think it's it really is just about how incredibly vast and varied our natural landscape is, um, that you really don't have to go, you know, out of the United States. Not that I'm advocating for staying inside the United States by any means. Please travel the world. It is a beautiful, big, wild world. Of course. But um, I think it, it really did teach me that there is so much inside our country that is incredible that I think people don't access as much as they really should. Um, Yosemite taught me... What about you? That, um, you know, like, I'm gonna get a little cerebral and new agey mm-hmm. here for a second, but <clears throat> they're all, you know, the fitness industry is such a thing, and, like, there are so many ways, there are so many pathways to fitness and pushing yourself and trying to be strong. And I know I'm on that journey. You're on that journey and, uh, constantly trying to figure out ways like to, um, make our bodies the best that they can be. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I have never had a physical challenge like that Yosemite Mm. Falls hike. And I'm, I just love how like nature gave me that or gave us that. Like, it wasn't a gym. It wasn't a, um, a, regimen mm-hmm. it was this one like journey experience that you could do in about 6 hours right and had i had i known what was involved i probably might have said no i'm good i think i'll do another hike but right right uh, especially like having to do it that day and not be pre- mentally prepared to do it that day it was just like we're throwing ourselves in this and we're doing this and right so i think that that was the um that was the thing it gave me. Like, it was, like, you are capable of more than you think. Right. And the world has already given it to you. Yeah, that is very cerebral, but very true. All right, Mike. I want to start with my category today. That's fine. Welcome to our end of our podcast, which is a Jeopardy-style game that we play with one another. Yes. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, this is something that we do together usually. We'll develop Jeopardy-style games um, for parties, for friends. We write them. We write them. It's fun. It's, it's fun. exciting. It's good trivia. It's so, good trivia because we live for trivia. We do live for trivia. So, okay, I'm going to start. Okay, great. This is called... National Parks in the Movies. Okay, wonderful. Which is great. You also might have already mentioned something great. on this episode that wonderful. may or may not be a question. Excellent. Here we go. All right. Okay, so the first the first question. Um, so in this category, you have to name the film and the park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Boom. Here we go. Double this winning. 1975 British slapstick comedy about King Arthur featured some of the landscape of America's second oldest national park. 
So is it Monty Python? What is Monty Python's Monty Python and the Holy Grail in Yosemite National yes, Park? Yes, that is correct. Wow, I did not know that. Uh-huh. That's fascinating. Can you believe that? They filmed some of those scenes there. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay, moving on to the second okay. one. Here we go. This iconic female-driven dramedy about two friends on the run that features a young shirtless Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. most, most important, mm-hmm. also featured many backgrounds of this extremely vast Utah National Park. So, what is Thelma and Louise and Canyonlands? Yes, well done. Now, the iconic scene, like, of them going over the uh-huh. roof, that's a, that's a state park in Utah. Okay. Um, I don't know which one right now, okay. but it is a state park. Okay. It was not Canyonlands. Here we go. While the f- next, next clue. Great. While the famed hotel is closer to Rocky Mountain National Park, this 1980 Stephen King horror classic features shots in its opening sequence of this chilly Montana National Park. Um, what is The Shining and Glacial National, National Park? That is correct. There well we go. done. Okay, next clue. This third installment of this Harrison Ford-led franchise of adventure films featured a scene where the audience discovers the origins of the central character's fedora and his fear of snakes, while also featuring the most aptly named National Park of Utah. I just watched this movie recently, really? so it and I love it. It's my favorite of the series. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's Indiana Jones and the La- what is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and what is Arches National yes, Park? Yes, well done. Which one when I watched it, I was like, I was there. Look at I that! There. And I, I never realized that until seeing the movie again. Ta-da. Tador. Tador. Um, final, final question. Okay. When the cast and crew were brought to this dry, barren National Park of California, mm. they filmed the scenes that took place on the planet of Tatooine for the original third installment of this world-famous sci-fi film mm-hmm. series. What is Return of the Jedi and what is Death Valley National Park? Correct. Look at that. Bing, well bang, done. boom. Bing, bang, boom. All right. Now on to mine. So my category is called Go West, Young Man. Oh. And in this category, West will be a part of what whatever answer. Now, oh, okay, to great. give you a little further assistance, these are all things that are um, consumable in the media for the most part. Oh, okay. All great. right. So, cool. um, this complicated rapper slash musician has a complicated marriage with a complicated woman and has a complicated and disheartening views on our complicated and terrible commander-in-chief. And he also thinks that he's the Lord Jesus Christ and because this, this is who is Kanye West. That is correct. Right. Right. Um, this modern musical take on a feud between the Capulets and the Montagues will have everyone dancing in their seats and trying to stay cool, boy, real cool. I am so glad you reference musical theater right now mm-hmm. because that is what is West Side Story. That is correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Based on a Michael Crichton novel, its first iteration was a movie starring Yul Brenner as a malfunctioning, murderous machine man. See what I did there with that alliteration? I did. It's now a much glossier version on HBO. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I don't know that I know this. I, there's a Western starring Yul Brenner, right? Is it a Western? I don't know. Look at that. I don't know. What is that? What is Westworld? It really Westworld yeah. was originally a movie with Joe Brenner. Things I didn't know. Well, now you do. Well, you're on the Westworld train. I, and I haven't gotten on yet. Just season one is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
Next clue. This sequel follows a small Jewish mouse from his home in New York City to a place where the buffalo roam in this cartoon movie that also gave us the heartbreaking melody somewhere out there. That is what is the adorable, endearing Fievel Ghost West. That's correct. The full answer is an American tale. An American tale, Fievel Ghost West. That's correct. Yes. Right. All the tears. And our final clue. Um, this gritty novel tells the experience of a World War I German soldier on the front lines and the extreme physical, emotional, and psychological stresses felt there and upon returning home. Oh. Um. It's also a phrase that's commonly used. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, right. Also the only book Trump has ever read. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, he said that in like yeah. seven interviews. Did wow. you see the Sam B thing about how... He can't read. He can't read, right? Yes. Yeah. Sh- I forgot that was they found there. like seven clips of him right. whenever they asked what book did you... What, what are you reading, reading right now? He says yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front. Forever and always. This has been Days at the National Parks. And we are here to remind you to hike early and hike often. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. You can also follow us on Twitter at Gaze at the Parks. G-A-Z-E. And tune in to our next episode where we talk about Bryce Canyon and the alien world that it is. I said this mic smells like pizza and I really hate it because of that. I think it's the windscreen that smells like pizza. Okay, it's the windscreen. Um, because people eat pizza and then talk very close to it and it's just imbued with its smells now. There we go. It's like the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it can only take in what makes it stronger. <laughs> and that is pizza. That's me pushing my nerd glasses up right now. Uh-huh. Yep. You push them up real mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.